0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago sports podcast, we start by talking about the aftermath after the release of the investigation between the Blackhawks, Kyle Beach, and Brad Aldridge. We then shift gears and talk about the Bulls. It's Joakim Noah night, all fun feels around that team, and the old semi-glory days of your Chicago Bulls. We then close out the show talking all things Bears as we preview their matchup against the 49ers. All that and more on this week's episode coming at you now.
1: Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports podcast with... Myself, Dan Collins, and my wonderful co-host Joey Gelman, you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. Uh, myself on the Tweet Machine as well at Tweet Dan Collins. This fine, show you can find there as well at Believe in Chicago. As always, brought to you by the Fine Believe uh, Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Joey, we're going to get right to it. Uh, you know, sometimes we start off the show with. What we feel like are like you know sour topics, frustrating topics, things of that nature. Um, This one, (laughs) very very different um, in terms of like the the kind of bad that it is. As you mentioned the in the teaser with the Cal Beach situation and the Chicago Blackhawks, and you know before we started recording the show here today, and even you know as we discussed things you know off the podcast here, um, we even exchanged you know some text messages yesterday and. The first thing, you know, one of the first things I said to you and it was one of the first things I thought about this whole situation is how, why, you know, frustrating, things like that. But, I mean, it's never really going to make sense, right, necessarily, like uh, situations like this. I mean, it's always going to kind of rattle your mind a little bit and, you know, you're going to have that sense of, you know, things that are disturbing about it, disgusting about it, um, very, very unfortunate. But disappointing as well i mean you could throw you could throw around you know a lot of negative words especially if you're talking about the chicago blackhawks and how they handle it as an organization um you know selfish disgusting and i, I just don't <laughs> like there's things i don't get i mean you, you mentioned it a few times you know yesterday to me like via texas like how do you not like nip something like that in the bud right like what were you so selfishly trying to protect like some sort of what you thought would have been a derailment in this in the Stanley Cup playoffs or you know PR which I don't I still really don't understand to this day like how that protects you from a PR standpoint because you should think like you know this is going to get out eventually or even if you're like selfishly thinking from that PR standpoint like what if it even does get out eventually or you know I, I feel like anybody in a PR specialist role which that's not the very first thing you should even think about anyways but when you're trying just to make sense of it all and trying to make sense of like the, this just nonsense decisions, you know, nonsensical decisions that were made, you know, you, you, your brain goes in that direction and, you know, just hard to understand, very unfortunate. And, you know, I think obviously what I should definitely be getting into kind of first anyways, is just the courage, you know, of, of Kyle beach and coming out and, you know, saying, you know, what was it 15, 20 plus minutes on like the Canadian version of sports center or whatnot. Um, you know, telling the story and once again, just ha- having that courage, you know, to remove like the John Doe status and, you know, say it was me and give a little bit more details and shed light on it. Um, and, you know, you, you see a lot of things like on, on social media and things like that of, you know, people questioning like, man, how, how can you even like cheer for this team? <laughs> like during this time right now. And it's, you know, after something like that, and you, there's obviously like the the whole things with Jonathan Tays, who's trending very much on Twitter at the moment. I actually just, you know, um, as I was doing the intro and you know, recording things here in the early on stages and putting my Twitter away, I saw that's one of the names that you know is trending, and obviously a lot of people questioning the legitimacy legitimacy of the C on his on his Blackhawk sweater, and you know, rightfully so what with a situation like this, and I mean, it just seems. And I think people say this, unfortunately, a lot about situations like this, but at least in terms of getting to the point we're at now, it really could have happened and should have happened a lot sooner, right? Like, how's about immediately? Um, and the fact that it didn't and it took this long and now, you know, somebody like a cow Beach, who, like I said, had... Had the courage to go on ahead and share the story, like has to share it. Was it ten plus years later? Now it is. It's like now you have to reopen that up and like revisit that. And I mean, just just think of you know now that that pain and like reopening now of this, you know, un- unbottling it all all over again because you didn't nip it in the bud in the first place.
0: Yeah, it it, it was very troubling uh, to see all of this, and and frankly hideous, and. You know, like, like like you said, first and foremost, you know, the courage of Kyle Beach coming out and, and telling his side of the story when it seems as the NHL and the Blackhawks continue to fail him every step of the way, even with their, you know, independent report coming out yesterday, it still looks like they're trying to fight some legal battles behind the scenes, which is bad. Um, but, you know, this has been eating at this guy for decades, and, you, you know, you always... Wondered kind of what happened to Kyle Beach, right? Like, this was in that era, you know, draft pick in 08, where you had that string of you get Taves and you get Kane and you're building this team. And the next big guy uh, that that group drafted was Kyle Beach. And you never really kind of figured out what happened. He never really made it to where I think fans in the organization in the beginning, before all this, you know, Expected him to be. And now you clearly see why because there was this predator let loose in the Hawks organization that single handedly ruined uh, this man's life forever and continued to do so to other players that refused to, uh, not refused, but chose not to participate in the investigation, as well as others, and the minor in Michigan as well, and could be countless others. And it's, it's, you know, disgusting to think that this team put winning ahead of player safety. And when you, you know, hear excerpts from the report about how, you know, there were these meetings with Quenville and McDonough and others about, you know, making sure that nothing kind of creeps out and that the playoffs are more important and we'll deal with this later, or the mental strength coach for the Hawks, Telling Kyle Beach it was his fault this happened, or the players, you know, reps in the NHL office dismissed it. The Hawks dismissed it as close to as up to this year until the actual investigation and things started to truly gain some some steam. And it's it's it it like you said from a PR perspective, it just doesn't make any sense of why they why they would try to not handle this one. From just the optics of just get rid of Brad Aldridge immediately. Believe your player. And that's my second point. Is how can you not believe your player? It's not like someone would come to you and make this up. This is a serious, horrific allegation that happened. And it ruined his life and countless others and those within his life. And for the Hawks to dismiss it as they did in the name of a Stanley Cup is shameful. And and, and and it's Putting hard. It yeah. yeah, it's yeah. shameful. It's it it and, it and it's disgusting. And and it's it, it is tough to separate now when you are looking at this team of how you root for them and how you watch them, how you view the championship run that they had. What else was covered up in the last ten years? I am not trying to insinuate, but if that was the mentality for this, what else has gone on? And, and and it's just it's been really disturbing to almost I would say. A, a, a Jerry Sandusky level kind of issue here, like at Penn State, where you had an organization that, you know, let a serial sexual abuser have his way with those in the organization. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. I mean, there's not any other words to say for it. And so I yeah. think you, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really, really horrible reflection and i know the hawks said that you know they're they're having a new regime they're moving forward here and understanding that that was unacceptable um but you know it'll never be enough i think for many people and of course it'll never be enough for kyle beach but it was a step in the in in, in the right direction and you know I, I i was surprised yesterday you know you mentioned Jonathan Taves. At, at his comments about all this Because You know that's I don't know you have all day to prepare for that And you have that kind of vanilla answer And calling Stan Bowman a good guy You know that that's not what you do It's it's all about Kyle in the moment And understanding how Atrocious what occurred Had occurred And I don't know what players knew then Or didn't know I mean, it, it, It's hard for me to believe that players or ownership didn't know I feel like that would spread very quickly Um, but in the end, this this, this is where we are, and it's a big stain on this organization, and I I don't know how they move forward successfully, not to mention their on-ice product is abysmal, right? So you got this combination here of organizational dysfunction to the worst degree I would think possible off the ice, and now you have it mixed with what's going on on the ice. It's going to take a lot for this team to recover and to... I think, command the respect again of the city.
1: Like I said, it's something with, you know, th- there's a few things I want to unpack there as well, but when you go back to the the Jonathan Taze thing and just like the style of an interview, you would have thought that a, a true captain would have been embarrassed, right? Like pissed off, had a sense of failure. You know what I'm saying? As You know, being someone who was around the team at that time and, you know, playing a big role at that time you would have thought it would have been not easy, but it should have been pretty simple. Like we really fucked this one up, didn't we? Obviously not going to say that like during the, but we really, right. Me- like, right. We messed this up. We failed. Or how about that? We just use a different F word. We, we failed, right? Like we, we really messed up. It's an embarrassment. Like if you really want to wear that, see, like that's, that's at least in my opinion, what it should have been like, right? Is like, You've seen it like you, you, we see now like parts of what the investigation shed light on. Obviously still more things to unravel. Um, we saw K- his former teammate. right? Like, we saw Kyle's, you know, you, you heard his side of the story and, you know, that, you know, that moment he had to go through and like now revisiting it. And like, how, like <laughs> as somebody who was like, you know, like it's a former teammate and just somebody like who's been wearing that C for so long for the Blackhawks. It's how do you not feel any little bit of embarrassment? Right. And just sense of failure. You know what I mean? I don't know. And, like, how are you not, you know, disappointed with all the institutional failure, right, coming from staff, players, NHL, right? Like, outside, you know, the team, just the the league in general, This ridiculous amounts of institutional failure. And, you know, when the Sandusky thing happened and there's been many, many sporting things, you know, with, with sexual assault after that, which is terrible, but, like, you would have thought, okay, like, when could we, like, when can it, not, I hate to say, like, finally stop, because obviously (laughs) you want it to finally stop, but it's like, how many times, like, when is somebody going to learn, or what are these institutions going to learn that, sure, the predators will, unfortunately, you know, there's a chance they'll always be out there, but, like, one of the institutions going to learn, please, this is how you properly handle it, right? Like, we've seen so many disgusting cases after disgusting cases, like, it's 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 just ridiculous, and now another right. one,
0: right? But how is your moral compass that messed up that you can go to bed at night knowing you sat on this? You know that that you know it's. I'm not downplaying <laughs> what I'm about to say, but it's it's one thing if someone makes a rude comment, right, or something that may be yeah. inappropriate in an office, and and as bad as it is, it needs to be reported and dealt with immediately. You know that's one level of of harassment or whatever it may be that. You well, I don't agree with. You can understand why they may have sat on it or not dealt with it properly. The actions described in this investigation, I don't know how anybody can sit there and and say we'll wait, we'll wait a little bit, or it's not important, or you're not telling the truth, and we're gonna win at all costs. Like that's to, that's to, bad. To,
1: heck, to heck with your stupid ass Stanley Cup, you know, finals run. How's about anyways, like. To me, and like I said, how, how something like this, like from maybe even like an HR standpoint, would have to be handled or things like that, where I could just, there's allegations going on at that time, like right, right, like if, if, like, at then and there in the moment, right, like when Kyle Beach comes to you or like when somebody comes to you and like, here's the allegation, like at that point in the moment, can't you just say, okay, from an HR standpoint, like, you just have to, like, be away from the team, like, no firing or just, you just have to be away right now while we, like, you know, maybe, like, conduct you know, some kind of investigation to go through this. And then, you know, we're going to follow But for the time being, concerning what the allegations are, like, you just have to be away. And like, you go from there and like, considering like the situation, like the sensitivity of it, you know, protecting of the privacy, like, you you didn't necessarily maybe have to become this big PR thing, right? Like, you could have just, that's one way of kind of doing it. And like, not necessarily become this huge distraction. Or even if it does, who cares?
0: But you not know, like it was like, their coach. You know, it's a video guy. You, you you get rid of him, you call the police, you take it seriously, and it's dealt with. And the guy never and 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 the fact that none of that happened and then the Hawks were allowed to, you know, keep him employed for a little bit longer, but then ultimately, you know, able to provide him the opportunity to have another job, another state, in which now he is convicted for these crimes, I mean, that's, that says it all right there. They enabled this behavior, and now it's hurt others and criminally affected, you know, a lot of people.
1: It's, it's ridiculously sad and as simple as, like, they just didn't care enough. You didn't, because if you did, like, for whatever your reasons were, like, because it doesn't even matter anymore, like, now the more I even think about it and get to talk about it here on the show is PR, Stanley Cup run, whatever, you need, you, give me whatever you want, it doesn't matter, you just didn't care enough, and it's just, it's, like I said, it's that, I don't want to use the word that simple, <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but that's what it is, you didn't care enough, and that's pathetic, it's pathetic, yeah. it's, it's, it's another failure, it's disgusting, and I I mean, looking at this like that dynasty run obviously is 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 tarnished. Like it's it's a different type of tarnish. Like when you're talking about like championship runs, like of teams like you know like a Black Sox scandal or an Astro scandal, like obviously like it's it's different. But it doesn't feel like it'll be hard. Like as I get older, to ever you know now think about. You know, that championship run and that first Stanley Cup and, you know, all you know the the two after that, even like it's going to be hard for me to like not recall, you know, yeah. the, the situation, like, especially when you're thinking of, you know, Coach Q and things like that. And, his, and like, I don't know, I, I think it'll, it's going to get worse before, you know, it, I, don't, I don't even think like the worst parts in terms of like disappointment or like not necessarily the worst parts of it, but like the disappointment's not over. Like, I think there's still going to be moments that unravel you know after today that bring bring along unfortunately even more disappointment um but screw it you know if we have to be more disappointed with quenville and upset like screw Taze and in the in the whole captain conversation like sure like we should have that but at the end of the day like you said it's all about like kyle beach now like the once again having to heal again from it like that's what's most important um you know, that's obviously where not necessarily the conversation has to go but that's just like at the end of it all you know we could talk about it as much as we want but that's just all you really hope for at this point and that, that it doesn't <laughs> doesn't happen again right like yeah. you know will another story like this come out eventually down the road Sadly enough sure like maybe like but if it does you just hope that other institutions or you know teams you name it learn from it and don't handle it. This way, yeah. Regardless of a Stanley Cup run or whatever the hell else is going on, let's get rid of it.
0: Yeah, no, and, and and the focus should be on him and that he he can hopefully live a normal, semi-normal life now and 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 not be you know someone who has to feel guilty or he was apologizing like he did nothing wrong, you know, no. and and, no. and 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 hopefully with time can understand that and really blame everything on the situation that occurred because they ruined his life. And, you know, you always always say you never want to meet your heroes, right? And you go, okay, well, you know, John McDonough turned around the Blackhawks from, you know, not on television and unable to have any fans in the stands to this juggernaut of an organization along with Coach Q and, I mean, Dale Tell in the beginning, but then Bowman. And now you're seeing another side of these people that is really disturbing. And now we're stuck, you know, having to come to the reality that the people we kind of revered in the city and the people that brought hockey back and, and, and built an entire new generation of hockey fans and players may have not been who we thought they were. And now we have to live with that. And, you know, there, there's, I don't know, I, I don't understand how Coach Q was able to coach last night. I, I, don't, I don't have the faith in the NHL to do the right thing, but we'll but we'll see. But like you said, you know, it's all about, Kyle Beach now and and making sure he is he is okay, and that this never happens to anyone again because in that report you know it tells you there was another player in there but he's not willing to come forward and not ready but it but but whatever happened to him it 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 tarnished his life, his relationship, it broke up his marriage, his friendships, but they're not releasing the, 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 the but the player wasn't ready to come forward and you just have to wonder. You know, if if there's two of them, it can't be the only ones, and so you know we got to just be on the lookout for, you know, maybe a little more information to come, but also to greet it with as much compassion as we can. So it's all we can do for these people. For these yeah, and I just,
1: and yeah, and yeah, I, and I just saw now actually, um, like the a few hours ago, the the note he basically put on Twitter, um, you know, thanking people for the support and everything, and. No, absolutely even just from you know from a blackhawk stand standpoint sure i mean of course and whatever you know whatever's needed for somebody like that to to heal and whatnot so it almost even makes you feel like somewhat good as a fan or it does make you feel good as a fan that you could you know like something like that or you know show any small very minor bit of support um in his direction so obviously hard to transfer or not not transfer but i should say um you know, dive into other topics from that. But if we're gonna go on a more positive note and out of the United Center, familiar face returning. And I'm turning to my screen now, Joey. I don't know if you could see it from your vantage point on the Skype, but Joe Kim Noah, Bucket Hat and All on the on the Bulls broadcast and all the fans, I'm sure, this week saw on the Instagram and the Twitter all the throwback photos of Miller and Aaron Gray and Lieutenant Dang and Kirk Heinrich, and they got the boys back together. Uh, she can destroy, um, yeah. For for Joakim Noah's night, you know, Joakim Noah night at the United Center. Um, I can't remember the last time the Chicago Bulls had like a, a like a player night, right? Like a Michael. They Jordan said
0: there was or. a Luol Dang one, but I can't remember ah. when that was. Like someone mentioned that to me today. But that I don't remember it having up. this much pomp and circumstance like Joe Keems has
1: the personality right I mean let, let, let's I mean if you think about those two personalities side by side <laughs> Joe, like I said right now the colorful bucket hat and just you know the attitude he had like on the court and the swagger and man you know like <sighs> it's good nostalgia and it should be that way and I don't, I don't want to be that guy but man every time i think of that era of bulls basketball it's always a what could have been like mindset that i have you know and the you know you can't can't control like the injuries and things like that obviously to the star derrick rose you know the 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 young mvp who unfortunately you know one terrible acl and knee injury after another and you know basically just like you know, derailed. You know that that championship run they potentially could have had. You know, postseason appearance after you know postseason appearance a few years. You know, in a row, but you know you can't get past a, a LeBron James led team. And you know, think back to all those you know Heat and you know Heat and um, you know Bulls. Bulls playoff, you know, Bulls playoff matchups. And, you know, I, I know it's not what it's about, right? That's not what tonight's about. It's not about the the era of Bulls basketball that really could have been, right? Like the team who, you know, it just would have been nice to see them really have like a legitimate shot with a complete healthy team. But that's not the way, you know, that's not the way things went. And nonetheless, you know, somebody like a Joakim Noah, you know, double-double machine for the most part and, you know, energy and just the, the feisty player you needed out there and not like anybody you know D-Rose needed like the big guy to have his back or anything like that but you know it was nice to have somebody like a Joakim Noah the big guy you know the the man in the middle who's gonna you know have Derek's back out there you know if if anything goes down and you know it it was obviously fun to see and you could tell obviously the relationship that him and Derek have built over the years I mean they're pretty public with it you know obviously good friends and it's He's, he's he's one of the one of the greats you could say right. He is one of the one of the Bulls' greats if you're looking at you know everybody they've they, they've ever had you know put on that uniform. Joe Kim Noah is definitely fan favorite, <laughs> you know, goes without saying. But also some good numbers, some All Star caliber numbers, a uh, defense off the wall, and. You know, it, it does. It, it's it's weird. Like it doesn't even feel that long ago. And you know, that's what I'm saying. Like a like a Joakim you Noah know, night. Like he's only been out the year, the league for like what a couple years. Like it hasn't even been that long, really. And you know, that that era of Bulls basketball. It, it is a little longer now that I think about it, but not really. I mean, you're talking five, six plus years only since like you had to really rewind it back um, towards like the tail end of that. If you really think about it, um, but. Feels a lot longer, and then obviously, if you go like side by side, the side by side pictures out there where it's like super young rookie Keem Noah, it's like where he's at today. It's it's ridiculously, you know, it's almost night and day, uh, the maturity, you know, in the face and whatnot, because just how young he was, just the, you know, the the young big guy out of Florida, right, and. Um, So yeah, I mean it definitely brings you back there and it's good that the Bulls get to be undefeated on a night like this and they're facing the Knicks and don't know how the game's going to end. It's been pretty close uh, early on Um, as we're recording this now. It's like beginning almost half I think almost halfway through the third quarter here in the second half but still like a fun team and at least, you know, what I'm saying it would have been terrible if they're like 0 and 4, and you know, you're trying to do something like this, and like, oh God, please! But finally, as we talked about before, you know, Bulls basketball, and obviously, there's still some things they have to fine tune. You know, even early on now, but 4 and 0, you can't be that disappointed with with a start like that. Um, but it's good that he gets to come back with Bulls basketball on the rise again. You know, since basically the time he him and Derek left.
0: Right, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of fun timing where, you know, this is that next kind of era of Bulls basketball. And like I said last week, is it going to guarantee a championship? Who the hell knows? But it's it's a refreshing team this year with a new look and everything. And here comes a fan favorite of that last group. And, you know, after, after Jordan, obviously, there was a big lull. And then everything started to kind of come back up around when Noah was on this team. You had the, I mean, you had the Kirk Heinrich teams and Ben Gordon and Nocioni and, and then Joe Keem. And then it goes to Derek Rose and, 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 and Boozer and, and all of that. And, and Luol Deng, of course. And that was kind of that new group that, that made the playoffs consistently. I mean, I know you and I were talking about the bears inability to make the playoffs before the show in the last 20 years. and, You know, I'm just pulling up the Bulls stats, and out of, you know, 55 seasons they've played, they've made them playoffs 35 times. And you have that stretch here of playoffs 05, 06, 07, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17. Like, that's a decent chunk. And that's what you associate Noah with. And I know they never won, and it sucks. And he's yep. part of that group of athletes in Chicago that was a fan favorite, will forever be loved, and did great things but never won. But they were part of those awesome, exciting Bulls teams that, like you said, never got over that hump, but were were something you could always root for and cheer for and were consistently there at the end of the day.
1: Wanted to watch every night, right? Right. You wanted to watch that team every. You did not want to miss Derrick Rose, right. especially in his MVP season. You did not want to miss a game of Bulls
0: basketball, right? So it's just it's it, it it it's a nice honor, and it was all it was fun to see those photos last night. Man, it's it that 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 group. I think I think it's because of the age we grew up in, to where those are the players you associate growing up with Bulls basketball. To see them all together in the same room again is is kind of cool it 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 brings you back and you hope yeah. moving forward now with this new look team they can give you those those memories again because it's been pretty pretty rough go the last couple of years so it's 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 all smiles which is perfect because he's the biggest smile in the room uh for yeah. for joe keem <laughs> tonight at the united center
1: yeah no hopefully he spreads that good mojo they're they're down now down nine here with about eight eight and a half to go in in the third, so obviously anybody who's listening to the podcast knows you right now you already know the outcome, of course, but uh that's just where it's at, so yeah, hopefully he spreads that that mojo at the united center and yeah, you know at least you know it's a team. It's a team you still could have been proud of, right? Like you said, you mentioned like the playoff run and you know just all the fun you had in the regular season because like you know you, you didn't want to miss a game. And I, I mean, I literally just reminded myself of that right now. Like, yeah, I remember. Like, I did not want to miss a game of Bulls basketball. Um, I could miss Bears football, which we'll get to lastly here. Uh, might miss it this Sunday. No, I won't. Oh, maybe I don't know. Halloween. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I have to go on ahead and. um I guess add that into into my programming here, uh, the 12 o'clock game. You'll, you'll be there, right, Joey, against against the 49ers?
0: I will be. I don't know if I'll be in costume, but I will be there.
1: Matt Nagy won't be there. He'll be uh, – Probably not. The, the whole like mini – or not even mini. It's like an actual COVID breakout that's basically happening. So who do you think games. gave
0: it to who then? Did the Packers give it to the Bears or did the Bears give it to yeah. the Packers? <laughs> <Who> <laughs> Adding knows? to the rivalry.
1: Yeah, no kidding, but – craziness there the the 49ers actually come in at this at this moment where i'm looking at it now the the line out uh, of the they're coming in as the favorite a small not, not a huge favorite but minus four uh 49ers coming in as the favorite and i don't know anymore joey i mean i That's it's a perfect response i don't know anymore i don't know anymore i i don't know i mean i'm over it like last year was the Trubisky, the Foles, the Foles, the Trubisky, and who's getting fired? Like, they have to get fired. This guy's got to get let go. And this year, like, you know, we wanted to see fields early on. The majority of people wanted to see fields early on. We got fields early on, albeit it was because um, of an adult's injury, unfortunately, obviously, sustaining an injury and, you know, had to put fields in there um, very early on in the beginning of the season pretty much. And so it wasn't necessarily, like, strategic necessarily or because, like, you know, Met negi and company wanted him in there you know so early but regardless you did and it's like you know week by week i thought i would at least want to tune in to see the growth of justin fields right like that's what i thought like would be our entertainment this year but it's like more scary and upsetting than it is like exciting to see any little bit of growth. And I don't care if the Chicago bears lose necessarily. I don't care if they even kind of lose big, as long as like you see growth by at least one man on that field, by the last name of fields who rocks the number one Jersey. Like as long as there's growth there, I don't care what the final score is to be quite honest with you. Um, And obviously if there's growth there, offensively there you would you know they're going to be putting some points up on the board and it won't be that bad especially with the defense that they have but it's hard to even watch because now I watch and it's just like, oh, I don't want to get hurt. Like this line sucks. I don't want to. Can we even? Can we even? You know, fill? Do we have enough men to, to fill in the line with? You know, COVIDs and injuries and whatnot. And who the hell? Who's even starting at tackle this week? Do we even know? And it's just, you know, stuff like that. It's and what's the game plan going to be? And this? is Fields going to be in the pocket too long? And you know, oh my god, is is it even going to get any better? Can it even get better with like the situation they have now? And You know, there's too many of those aggravating questions that, like, it makes it to the point where, like, am I really even excited to tune in now? Like, that was my, that was the reason I tuned in. I tuned in because I wanted to see Fields grow. We haven't seen it yet. Doesn't mean it won't happen. But everything else around it and part of the reasons why he's not growing, such as, like I said, line play or, you know, scheme and just keeping him in the pocket too long and not. Coaching him to maybe get rid of the ball quicker, you know, from a coaching standpoint, even because, yeah, there's mistakes he's making as well. But now what are you doing to fix that um, and collaborate? Please have some more freaking collaboration to figure it out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They're, They're searching for these whys and they're not finding them. Uh, they haven't been finding them for forever, really, right? Like, like in years. Like, we we haven't seen like we we saw glimpses in year one of like some decent offensive stuff, courtesy of a Matt Nagy mind, but nothing else after that. And I don't know. I hope you have fun. <laughs> hope you Thanks have fun for the endorsement, there, Joey. But. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I guess once, like, I'm tired of tuning in to, to just to see how much more of a clown clown show it's going to be. I'd rather tune in for the complete opposite and for the growth of a one Justin Fields, but right. I guess a few days we'll know.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, the one reason you're tuning in is the toughest thing to watch now because you're, you're so scared they're going to screw it up, and it's, I, I don't mean to flip teams, but it's getting kind of bullsy, right? Not this group, but the old one, where you don't trust them to do the right thing, and you know, but at least now we know they actually have the player. We just don't trust them to develop him properly. And you just sit there. It's so frustrating. And and it, it I just want them to fix it. Like everything always is so difficult and looks so hard. And I'll be the first to tell you, I never played organized football. I'm a little five-five kid, okay? I had no prayer. But when things look off to me, then you know it's a problem, right? Like it just doesn't look like anything works for them. So I, I just want them to get out of their own way and 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 fix it. I know that sounds stupid and simple, but it's just it it shouldn't be this difficult. Like when when you hear experts break down the tape and you go, "Oh, that makes sense. Why don't they do that?" It's infuriating. So we'll see. I mean, this is this. You know, it's funny. This is the kind of the last game on the schedule here for a little while that is winnable. I mean it's it not that it's a make or break game for your year, but I mean you got Pittsburgh next by Ravens, Lions, maybe Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings. But you know, you have this gauntlet here with Baltimore, Pittsburgh and the Cardinals and the Packers. We're like they've shown me nothing to even be competitive, right? After last weekend. So, you know, it it, it it's a twofold here frustration of you know you're you're on one hand you're you're not trying to care about the wins and losses because you want to see fields develop but you're not seeing that and then you're also seeing them get their ass kicked each week into which you get to a point where you may have another lost season here and 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 it puts a lot of concern on everything moving forward so it's it it's going to be interesting I I I mean the crowds always a little rallyer on Halloween but I'm curious to see what what becomes of it if it gets kind of ugly to a team that is not horrible, but it's it, it's a team you could hang with? I don't know.
1: I'm just looking over previous because I I was thinking about you know last week's you know, thrashing where they only put up three points. And I'm like, what have they really been doing all season? And two, literally two scores, fourteen points against the Rams, um, six points against the Browns, two scores, fourteen points against the. And this isn't in order. Fourteen points against the Packers, three points against Tampa. Oh, but you had two twenty-point performances against the Bengals, the Raiders, and twenty-four your your season high against the Lions. Uh, whenever you've scored twenty-plus points as Chicago Bears, you've they've won twenty seventeen Bengals against the Bengals twenty four fourteen Lions twenty to nine against the the Vegas Raiders, which you were at. But my point there is okay, like not really blowing out the competition there when you win, and when you don't win, you lose pretty badly kind of as you were alluding to and getting your ass kicked right like so that's what i was like you know what they have kind of been getting their ass kicked right in terms of looking on that scoreboard let me remind myself of those numbers but back-to-back weeks here with the Niners, who sure they're coming in as a as a a four-point favorite at the moment um and then you have pittsburgh who obviously is not not the Steelers you're used to right so two winnable games and after that it's pretty much probably going to be pretty difficult throughout you get the lions one more time and you know the giants towards the very end of the season but after that like it's on again you know, in the beginning of the season, you have the whole like, oh, where you had, you know, you had Rams and, you know, the last couple of weeks was Packers and Bucks and whatnot. But, you know, now you have two weeks of reverse, right? You have winnable matchups, you know, 49ers in, in Pittsburgh. Like, I know the Bears are dealing with their own, you know, injuries and COVID and things, you know, uh, COVID protocols and things like that. I get it, but they're still winnable games. And if you don't win these two, starting with this Sunday, Look out! <laughs> Look out! I'm sure the I'm sure everybody will still be positive, and I'm still they'll be collaborating to figure out the whys. I get that, but you know we'll figure it out. So, uh, Joey, obviously, before you give us the, the the wrap up here, I'll let you go first because you'll be at that game uh, at that game Sunday. Just, I guess, any final thoughts on then and a final score from you? I, I love doing the final scores because sometimes we get pretty close.
0: Man. I, I don't know. I I I want to keep saying this team can score, but they haven't showed me they can, right? So can they put up like seventeen points? Like, is that possible? I I, I don't know. Like, I think against this team, maybe. So it could be a... I I'll, I'll, I'll be positive, and you do a 20, 24 to fourteen win. I I, I don't know, oh, wow. but I don't know if they can put that many points. It's more likely to be. 17 to 10 or 10 to 3 or uh, you know I don't I, know.
1: I thought you were going to take the I'm sorry I thought you were going to take the score right away from me. I, I'm going with 24-19 Bears.
0: Oh, close one. This might
1: be the first time I've given the the, the Bears the victory this year, I, I believe. The first time I've I feel like I kind of have to. Like
0: I don't know if I truly believe they will, but I, <laughs> I'm tired of picking them to lose.
1: It, it it's not a confident 24 no. to 19, but I could see it. I could see them having a bounce back win. I mean, they they've have, they've, they've had a couple good enough games this year right when you're thinking of that vegas game and you know there's there's been a couple there there's been a couple okay performances you know of those three wins you know they've been fine um but yeah well we'll see i'll go i'll go 24 19 beers joey and i I hope that uh hope that goes your way then on sunday when you're there uh, at the lakefront, manning it out there uh, for for your uh, for your beloved team,
0: and mm-hmm. you don't
1: really necessarily get to see many wins, especially these past years, but hopefully this will be one of them.
0: I hope so. Otherwise, you get to see Lamar Jackson in two weeks, and nothing's really wrong with that.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, that that's the glass half full type of uh I type so. of attitude to have. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, that's going to do it for us today. I believe in Chicago sports. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Joey Gellman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gellman, the man on the other side of the Skype. Dan Collins, at TweetDanCollins on Twitter. Um, until next time, we will um, hope that you all have a great sports weekend. Um, by next week, will we have a World Series champion, if I do my math right? Maybe. Some bears, of course, and everything else along the way. But until then, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.